It's episode 21 of T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. The top four in the college football playoff rankings, they're up for grabs this weekend going into conference championship weekend. Greg Schiano was hired and fired in a three-hour time period. Way to go, Tennessee. And we've only got a few more rounds of picking games to go as the fellas have been picking three games every episode. The loser, he's going to be taking some glamour shots here in the real near future. What slew of outcasts do we have joining the show today? Well, let me tell you real quick. He learns Photoshop in his spare time for the sole reason of trolling his friends on social media. It's Chris Perez, a.k.a. Perez. There's a big black dong coming to a neighborhood near you, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Shout out to the Charlotte, North Carolina, what what? <laughs> and he posts <laughs> ridiculous. Oh and he posts pictures to social media of his innovative interior design schemes. He's rocking in his apartment. And it scares us a little bit if we're being honest, guys. It's the man known as Tub. It's hot tub, Mr. Dustin Miner. All this style I'm down in South Florida, and I don't even break a sweat. I would be scared to, Tombo. <laughs> I'm Thomas Bosch, host and creator of the Freak Show. That is T Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports. Can you believe it? We made it to 21, gentlemen. Let's pound this thing out. Let us do the right thing first before we get started and honor the gods. The gods of blackberry, cucumber, and cherry lime naturally flavored bubbly goodness. We kneel to you, LaCroix. Now, how about you do good on our service to you and throw the fellas a couple of cases? Come on, LaCroix. Where's that sponsorship at? Perez, you ready? I just salivated as you were saying that. I I need one. Well, Perez, be jealous because I got one. (laughs) I got one. Come on, LaCroix. Hook the fellas up. Y'all, we just had Thanksgiving weekend. If you caught episode 20 of the Turkey Day episode, you know, it was pretty funny. We had a a guest from Colorado on talking some extreme sports. That was a good time. And then we got to go hang out in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we're all from uh, for a couple of days. Got to see a couple of the fellas over the holiday. Perez, got to see you. We had a couple of drinks. They were flowing. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Uh, Burns hooked it up behind the bar, so yeah. Yeah, nice it, to see it, it was nice. It was nice to see Perez and Burns, but we made Burns take care of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, we, we made Burns work while he was hanging out with us. <laughs> uh, he got to chill a little bit. Yeah, he got to chill just a little bit. But yeah, man, it was a good time. Uh, you know, catch up, shoot the shit, have some drinks. We poured one out for you, D. We did. We did. A little. I appreciate we all, that. We also poured one out for Thomas's uh, fantasy football season. Oh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Now. <laughs> Before I get to that, <laughs> God rest uh, speaking of Burns, uh, I met Burns out on Thanksgiving night, uh, the night after I saw you, Perez, uh, him and Matt Morris. Shout out to Matt Morris. We met up at Thomas Street Tavern in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Burns, he started drinking quick and hard, and uh, he starts talking about the fellas show, and you know, he starts making commitments he's just never going to live up to, and Burns, I know you're going to listen to this, so <laughs> basically Burns you know, is like, Burns Burns decided that he wanted to write an episode of T-Bosh and the fellas, and uh, you know, I, I, I agreed, I said, yeah, that would be great, you know, take some of the load off of my shoulders, and then uh, when it came down to it, it was crickets, man, just <laughs> Absolute crickets, <laughs> Tombo. I love it when uh, I love it when uh, one of my players 
thinks that they can do my job as a poker dealer. I'm like, all right, here's the deck. And as soon as the math starts hitting the table and all the chips start going all in, they just freeze up. <laughs> I'm just, listen, he was trying to do a good thing, uh, but, you know, his drunken heart was probably in the wrong place because, uh, you know, he call, he pulled the I've been busy card like the rest of us don't have things going on in life. So, yep, you know what, Burns? Maybe we'll give you an opportunity in the future. I think Burns could do it. What do you think, Perez? Yeah, I mean, I think if he had enough time, you give him like two, three weeks, I think that, you know, anybody could put a show together. But uh, <laughs> Do it on the fly in a couple of days, probably not. You know, I I offered to help out and write it myself. I think that, uh, you know, you just have to commit to it, but... Uh, <laughs> Everybody should check out our page to check out the meme that I wrote about that. Yeah, so Perez has been memeing all over our T-Bosh and the fellas' social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check it out. It's my creative outlet, man. Yeah, he uh, he has specifically learned, taken hours and hours of his personal time just to troll friends. <laughs> and, you know, video of what we posted on the Facebook page today. Did you see the uh, Boats and Hose video? I did, from, I did. Uh, Way to bring it back. <laughs> it just made me smile, yeah. so I figured I'd let you guys smile No, as well. I appreciate that. That was good. That was good. Uh, so, Fantasy Football, the Rock Bottom League, Fantasy Football League that we all play in, uh, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. The playoffs are set. And uh, the longtime dominator of the Rock Bottom League and your incredible host and creator, I might add. You know, he's on the outside looking in. <laughs> Real bad. So I am in very last place, <laughs> which is... And it just, it's funny that you're on the show with just us two today. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think that was your first mistake, Tombo. Was, was inviting you guys in, to play in the league? Inviting me and Perez into your league. I think if we weren't in here, that maybe your life would be a little bit different <laughs> and that uh, it wouldn't be so hard yeah. and our team wouldn't maybe be so great. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know what happened this year. I'll be completely honest with you. My team just folded from the very first game. You know, I will say that I had the most 50-plus point players played against me in fantasy this year. And, and to uh, the listeners out there, it's an ongoing joke because I didn't even know when Julio Jones just went off for 242 yards and two touchdowns. I'm like, you know what? I don't even know who Thomas is playing against this week, but I'm going to look at <laughs> it real quick because I'm pretty sure that he's probably playing against Julio Jones. And it is Looked in, it up? Yeah. In fact, I was. <laughs> very, 50, 50 very, points on Tomba. Very much getting worked by Julio Jones. <laughs> Dude, courtesy of Muhammad Sanu as well. That just a twist the knife. Oh, man, it's it a, killed me. It absolutely killed me. Not to mention... F the dirty birds <laughs> on, to, on, sure. on that note. <laughs> hey, big yeah. game this weekend, eight and two, eight and two. That's right, man. Hey, listen, you know, uh, I don't know what happened. Eight and three, eight and three. That's a find. We've been in this. Oh, my bad. We've been in this league seven, eight years. I've been in this league seven, eight years, and I've not finished in the money twice. Uh, this will be my third time. <laughs> Normally I win championships or some type of money. Yeah, not this year. It's it's real bad. You know, I use the word dumpster fire a lot to refer to other things, but I can go ahead and say my fantasy football season as a whole is a complete and absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> absolute you've, you've dumpster been, fire. Uh, you've been the beneficiary of some really bad luck, too, though. Yeah, well, you know, it, it happens. So there's always 2018. That's what I tell Johnny about him and his sports teams. There's always 2018, man. It's okay. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Brett Hall. You're going against the P-Tubs, the number one team. He's tied. He's the number one team in the uh, East. We're the number one team overall, and in the West, 
Hey, Brett Hall, the computer is coming for you this week, buddy. <laughs> coming for you. I can only picture his face when he listens to this. You're about to get an L. <laughs> and what would be glorious, and I, I wasn't there to experience that. That's the reason why me and Dustin are actually sharing the team, because I couldn't be there for the draft. But if Allen wins and Tabersi wins and we defeat Brett Hall, there is a scenario where he's out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of be funny. So quick backstory for anybody that didn't hear a bunch of episodes back about how our draft went down this year. Brett Hall, friend of ours, uh, got a little intoxicated and decided that he was going to scream at Dustin, who was drafting through the computer the entire draft. So now they got like this little personal thing, you know, going on. So it'll be an interesting matchup this weekend for sure. We'd love to see it. All right. So, guys, we've been picking these games, three of them every episode. So we're going to give you a quick update on how everybody's doing so far through all the games that we've picked. Old Perez over here, he's sitting in first place at seven and two. He's the only. Was one. there ever a doubt? He's the only one at seven and two. There was a doubt, but I don't. You know, congrats. I guess I don't like it. <laughs> Burns and Joe Bacham, the money man, Joe Bacham, uh, they're both six and three. Uh, you've got me, Johnny, and Ryan tied up at five and four, and then. Dustin's here in last place at four and five. He's contesting it already. We're going to go back and watch the tape. <laughs> but dude, uh, dude, yeah, he's contesting I, I, it. It wasn't the first game of yeah. the year. All right. Well, regardless, listen, we're going to go back and, and they look. They won by 11. We're going to go back and look at the five. tape and not argue about this on this episode here. So as I say that, and we're updating everybody on the games, let's go ahead and pick these games. It is college football championship weekend for conferences. So let's go ahead and do straight college football games. We're going to do the SEC championship, Auburn versus Georgia. Auburn is favored by two and a half points. Perez, what you got? I think that Auburn is rolling right now. I think even though they've lost two, I don't think Georgia's ready, man. I think that Auburn uh, is going to take it down. And on that note, I have a lot of friends that are Ohio State fans, and they could not have been more pissed that Alabama lost that game this week oh, because yeah. it, it essentially eliminated any chance Ohio State had of making the college football playoff because yeah. uh, I, I, strong, I strongly believe that you know the, uh, the guys are going to choose in a, a ten, uh, one-loss Alabama team over a Big Ten conference champion Ohio State team yeah, absolutely. Um, any day of the week. So it kind of screwed them up. So yep. shout out to Alabama for ruining it for a lot of my friends. <laughs> shout out to Alabama there. Yeah, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Uh, Dustin, who you got in that game? Um, I just disagree. Uh, I think Georgia's been the better football team all year. I think uh, Auburn hasn't really blown anybody out this year, Tombo. This is essentially a home game more for Georgia. So I just like, I even if Auburn wins, I still think it's going to be close. I like them dogs to get gritty. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'll give me, a, give me, a, go, give me the dogs. Hey, the- two things real quick. Auburn dominated Alabama. The score wasn't, it was closer than what the game really was. Two, I have a question for you guys real quick. If if Georgia ends up beating, we'll t- Auburn, we will talk about that here in just a minute. All right, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Okay. Hold okay. your thoughts on all that, okay? I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I know where you're stuff. going I'm so with this. Excited. I can't hide it. Yeah, you're jumping oh, ahead yeah, of there, yourself. There's going to be a little bit of mayhem, yeah. gentlemen. All right, second game. Clemson versus Miami. Perez, who you got? Uh, Clemson's favored by nine and a half, by the way. Which is ridiculous. Um, well, I say that, but after today's <clears throat> events, it's not really that ridiculous. They're a really, really, really good wide receiver 
for Miami, Amon Green, I think his name is. I think so, yeah. He uh, he went down with an injury. He got carted off the field today in practice. And so, coupled with the other injuries they have, uh, they're coming off a letdown game versus Pitt. I don't see Miami having any kind of chance against Clemson, who, you know, Clemson might be the best team in the country right now. Yeah, well, they are college football ranked number one right now, so we'll see about that. So, deservedly so, deservedly yeah. so. Perez is going Clemson. What you got, D? Um, I think Miami's been looking ahead to this game. That's why they kind of fell asleep on Pittsburgh. I think uh, Clemson's going to try to force the football down the field, and turnover, turnover chain will be in effect. I, I like uh, Miami to try to run the ball a lot in this game, and they have the running backs to do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna take the points with Miami. Okay, he's taking Miami. Yeah, but I like that. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's a little bit of a homer pick because without if if Amon Green can't start and they have no passing game because Rozier is not really the kind of guy that you can put that on his shoulders. They're going to become one dimensional. If uh, you know Clemson solely focuses on the run, then then what happens? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a fair point, man. That's a fair point. I'm going, I, you know, Dustin, I almost was with you on this simply because of the spread. I think this will be a close game, but I think it's more like a 10-13 point game. I think Clemson's got this one, so I'm going Clemson on this. Last game. I, I, just, I mean, I just think, the, I just think <laughs> they've just been playing generally better all year, and you're telling me injuries this, injuries that. But in college, I don't feel like injuries – are that dramatic because they're all young bucks anyway, and it's Nothing it's not it's not like NFL starters. You know, it's not the same, man. Yeah, but that's he's an NFL talent. That you're getting with this guy, he's yeah. a first round draft pick, buddy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I mean, if he if he can't get back, like they haven't given an update yet, but all they said was that he was carted off the field with a. They said that Mark Rick was by his side the entire time, so they haven't reported exactly what went down, but apparently it's serious. And I saw a lot of tweets about it. And if he doesn't come back, that's going to cripple them. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Dustin could pick up two games on us there. Just saying. <laughs> last game. Last game. Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Ohio State is favored by six. Yeah, that's no problem. Wisconsin's been the most consistent football team in the last four years. Give me Wisconsin. He's taking Wisconsin. I as well. I think I'm going to take. You know what? I don't know. I think. I'm going Ohio State. That was a last-minute decision. I've been saying Wisconsin all day long until I came up to this podcast. I'm going Ohio State in the points. I am. Perez, what do you got? So Ohio State's favored by six? Yep. Yeah, and Wisconsin's undefeated. Yeah, but they have the weakest out-of-conference schedule imaginable. That's why even if they – that's why there's been so many arguments that even if they do. Who did Ohio State lose to the other day? <laughs> the other day? What you, they didn't lose the other day. And Dustin, furthermore, you just said Wisconsin's been the most. One of the most consistent football teams most, in college football in the last you, four have, years. Dude, have you heard of Alabama? Give me a break. I well, mean, they're making this too easy the for thing, me. The thing about Wisconsin <laughs> is like no one recognizes it, but they're usually in the top. They're usually higher than top ten. They're usually in the top seven all year, every year, all the time. No one talks to them because they're boring. They're in Wisconsin. No one gives a shit. But if you if you if you look at their track record, if you look at their record every year, they usually have double digit wins. I think they have double digit wins definitely in the last four years. You just overlook them. And everyone's been inconsistent, but this has very been an inconsistent year. But Wisconsin's always been a consistent team, and they always have been for the last four years. And now that's why the only reason they're undefeated. So give me the guys that've been more consistent. 
Okay. Well, listen, he's got a very fair point. They are undefeated. No, he doesn't really. He he had. They're consistent because they they schedule like the weakest the the weakest out of conference schedule known to man. Like, yeah, you can rack up wins every season listen, if you want to do that. You but can if you say that. Try to face harder. They still play in the Big Ten, and I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, listen, you know? when's, the last, when's the last time they won a Big Ten championship? It doesn't, that's besides the point, Perez. You're talking that about really you're talking about out of conference schedule. Listen, Bama played Mercer, bro. I'm just saying, like, you know, you're giving you Bama, Bama credit. They do that every year, you know. You so know I don't think I don't think Bama is deserving of a top four spot. Okay, well, hold so, on. All right, so on. all right, so great to hear it. You're taking Ohio State. Yeah, so you're taking. Is that what I you're taking? I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, that's a bullshit. <laughs> You're ridiculous. So he's taking Wisconsin after all oh, of that. Excuse me, by the way, for taking the undefeated team that's getting points. <laughs> well, no, I'm taking Wisconsin because I think it's going to be a close game. I think Ohio State wins, it, but it's not going to be six. I think that's too much. So okay. I'm taking Wisconsin with the points. All right. All right. So we've got our games picked, and I've got all the information from the other fellows. We'll calculate all that up, add it all up, and see who's going to who's gonna come out on top after this weekend. Who's going to be in the lead closing out 2017? Because we only got one or two more episodes to knock these rounds out. And, uh, you know, it's coming down to it, folks. It's pretty close. So we'll see which fella ends up taking glamour shots. So now that we're stuck on college football, let's go ahead and continue on this. Uh, so college football championships games obviously going down this weekend. As of this week, Clemson, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Auburn, they're in. Out in the cold at this very moment, Bama, Georgia, Miami, Ohio State, Penn State, TCU, and USC. For the Big 12 championship, you've got number two Oklahoma versus number 10 TCU. You've got Georgia for the SEC championship versus Auburn, six and four. For the ACC championship, you've got Clemson and Miami, one and seven. And for the Big Ten, you've got Ohio State and Wisconsin at eight and three. Well, first off, look who's not in, as we were, as Perez was trying to allude to already. Bama, not in the top four. They're a one loss team. And in my personal opinion, had this loss come at the beginning of the season to maybe say, Mercer <laughs> and not Auburn, who's rolling right now. I think there's a chance that they probably give Bama some forgiveness for that consistency that you talk about, Perez. But I agree. Is there any scenario right now where you guys see Alabama getting in? Now, with that said, consider that and then consider this which of the current top four college football playoff ranked teams, Clemson, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Auburn may just come out and lay a big old egg this weekend. And with that particular team losing, pick one of those teams. Who do you think will get in in their place? Who who do you think, say, only one of those top four teams loses? Who do you think it's going to be? And who gets in if they lose? So I'm going to go with Dustin first on this. Who do you... Wait, so, uh, uh, so of these four championship games, Oklahoma versus TCU, Georgia versus Auburn, Clemson versus Miami, Ohio State versus Wisconsin... Who do you see losing that's in the top four? Clemson, Auburn, Wisconsin, or Oklahoma. If any of them lose, who would you have jumping them to get into the top four to go to the college football playoff? Okay, well, that's that's kind of a loaded question. but um, It is. It's a loaded question. Well, the way I break it down, what you basically just asked me is like, there's, there's only one of these games that we're looking at it where one of these teams doesn't belong and, and all the other ones are basically are a play in game essentially. And that's the TCU Oklahoma 
mm-hmm. and TCU is that one team out of all the teams that you just ran through that even if they win this game, they're probably not going to be in the top four if they win. Now, all those other teams that you mentioned, if they win, they have an opportunity to jump into the top four for whatever crazy mishappens might happen. Now, with that all being said, I would say that the teams, to me, that have has the best chance of jumping would be the Clemson-Miami game because you already have Wisconsin playing Buckeyes and you already have Georgia playing Auburn. So I would say the Clemson-Miami game because I think Miami, till up the late, they've been undefeated. I think they were looking ahead. That's why they played horrible against Pitt in the last other week as well. You're telling me about this injury. I told you I don't care. But I feel like that's the only team that Miami can take Clemson's spot. Or what you're going to have happen is you need Oklahoma to lose and TCU to win. And then all those other two other games come into play. Maybe Buckeye slip in up there. Maybe, you know, Wisconsin slips up there, you know, whatever. Um, But actually, this basically gives Buckeyes an opportunity to slip and makes Oklahoma can go down. Yeah. And that's about the only shift you're going to see, I think. Okay. Okay. What scenario do you have, Perez? You know, it's really funny how the committee has been doing this. And I look at, I'm looking at the top rankings right now, like where they just came out yesterday. And they're really, the committee's really smart about covering their own asses. Okay. Explain. Um, I think where they've strategically placed Alabama at five, Georgia at six, Miami at seven. It opens the door for them to say, hey, if let's say Georgia beats Auburn, I think putting Alabama at five gives them a reason to say, like, if Miami were to beat Clemson, right? so Clemson's out of it. I think it gives them a very strong argument to say we thought Alabama was the better 11-1 team over Miami, yeah, so but we're going to put them in. There's no, I, I think there's no way. I hear what you're saying. I think there's no way that they don't put in ace, the ACC champion in there. Exactly. Because for, the, for the simple, the for the simple fact ACC that ACC and Big 12 champions are all like pretty much a lock to get in. That's not true. I mean, that's I, not true. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not completely disagreeing with you. But what happens if Ohio State beats Wisconsin? Then they put Ohio State at eight. I, I think they're that not, only. Gonna, I think that's they're great. Not gonna loss, but, they're not going to put a two loss Big Ten champion. Over a one-loss Alabama. No, no, you, you didn't Perez, let me finish. Perez, Perez, I'm saying if that happens, in my eyes, if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, the only thing that would put Ohio State in the top four, the only scenario at that point, given where they're all ranked, would have to be uh, Oklahoma losing to TCU. Yeah. I'm sorry, repeat okay. that again? No, no, he's saying the only way that Ohio State gets in is if Ohio State beats Wisconsin and Oklahoma loses to TCU. I w- I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. And Perez, you didn't let me finish my because point. Because Clemson or Miami has to win that game, and they're going to put that winner in because it's the ACC champion. And well, and for this reason, because those with two teams, one loss. listen, both of those teams have been in the top ten all year. You have to put the ACC championship into the college football playoff. Ultimately, just play this, play any scenario out here, Perez. Like, who do you think is most likely to lose? I I think Wisconsin's definitely 100% most likely to lose. Okay. And I feel bad I feel bad for them because now, they have a lot of weight on their shoulders. They're the only hope for a Big 10 team to get into the tournament. I totally agree. So if Wisconsin loses, who do you have jumping them? Uh I think if Wisconsin loses, Alabama gets in. Okay. 
Now, with that said, these are my scenarios. If Georgia beats Auburn and Wisconsin loses, then there is a chance, based on reputation that that happens, that Bama jumps in. If Oklahoma loses to TCU and Auburn loses to Georgia, you will have two SEC teams in this playoff. 100% count it, mark it down, because they have too much love for Alabama to keep them out as a one-loss team. So with that said, it's all a moot point if the top four win this weekend. (laughs) It's all a moot point. They all move on. They're all going to be in, and Bama's going to be right on the outside of the door, tapping on the window. It's cold outside. They just want to come in, but they ain't coming in. They ain't coming in. Let me, hang on, let me. I want to go on the record by saying this. I think the only way that Alabama does not get into that top four is if all four of those top four teams win. Uh, yeah. Lock it in. I think if, if one of those top four teams loses, Alabama finds a way to get in because the committee has already said that conference championships only matter in the event of like a tie break. I get that. And, and I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see a way that Alabama does not get into the top four based on their, based on their, their, their previous history, like what they've done. They lost. If if, if Auburn wins, then Alabama's only loss is to the, S, the SEC champion. I like, agree. That's I not agree. a bad loss. So, I mean, like you're putting, you're not going to have Alabama on the outside just because they lost to the SEC champion. That's a great win. That's true. But, you know what? I I, I agree that what? Alabama ultimately has a fairly decent shot at getting into this thing if one of the top four loses. But I think That's the most likely five. I think the most I, likely I don't think I don't think the committee will do that. I think the committee will try at all costs to not put the same game that we've seen there before. Dude, Georgia's body of work is better than Alabama's and they still put them at six. It is like, true. I don't get it. They they put them at five for a reason. That's why I'm saying the committee covers their own ass because they're like, hey they're at five. Like they they're gonna slip in. Like they do this stuff for a reason and it's crazy, but the the question that I was going to ask before is if Georgia beats Auburn, right? And this is where I was getting at with like the committee being smart. If Georgia beats Auburn, does that make? And this is what's funny because I was joking about it the other night. Does that make Georgia's loss worse? Uh, Isn't that a re- weird way of thinking about it? Though? Yeah, because but it's Georgia's- so convoluted. And like, hey, I'm certainly glad I'm not on this committee. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah, no. Like, Georgia's saying. only losses to Auburn. But if you beat Auburn, which you're supposed to do, then your only loss comes to a three-loss team. Does right, that right. Kind of make it worse, though. Like, right, exactly. It's tough, man. Kind of weird, right? It's all about how you look at the situations. Like you, you're looking at individual records. You're looking at quality wins versus quality loss or bad losses. You know, it's tough, man. It's certainly tough. But that's very, why, like, when I looked at the top ten, I was like, man, this committee is really smart about covering their own ass. Yeah, they the way are. they play five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, listen, of I mean, course, of course, when when Alabama loses, they're a one loss team. They're going to put them right outside just enough to, for them to be able to sneak in. <laughs> so I'm very I think everybody should get really excited about these games. These are going to be some pretty awesome conference championship games this weekend. Uh, can't wait to see them. And we're going to kind of stick with this whole college football. Oh, and, um, uh, my final four combo is uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Miami, and um, I forgot. Alabama. <laughs> Wisconsin, Oklahoma. Is it Auburn or Georgia? Oh, Auburn. Okay. Well, so listen. That's my final four. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I I really do, but I didn't ask you. 
making the cut. <laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely making the cut. I'm, but I did want to get into that. Uh, essentially, what I want to do on our next episode before the playoffs start, the college football playoffs start, is I want you guys to decide on a national champion. So hold that thought, Dustin. I appreciate your insight, though. <laughs> I appreciate you, That's Tub. That's what's going to happen, though. I appreciate like you, Tub. I appreciate you, bro. So we're going to stick with the college football theme here. Uh, Greg Schiano, the former head coach at Rutgers and of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's now an assistant at uh, an assistant coordinator at Ohio State. He got a pretty cushy job in the best conference in college football with the Tennessee Volunteers eh, for roughly about three hours. <laughs> for all his success on the field, it was his association to a scandal at Penn State that got him fired before he even basically got off the plane. One time, a guy said something to another guy who said something to another guy, and now Grenciano might as well be Jerry Sandusky. It's pretty much how this played out. So, quick backstory on Greg Schiano's involvement in the uh, Jerry Sandusky Penn State college football uh, kind of Big time scandal that 11, what was this, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago? Essentially, well, you know, we all know the Jerry Sandusky story. Big deal, obviously. Greg Schiano was implicated in the investigation. Now, a guy that ended up testifying in court while this whole process was going on implicated that another guy that was close to the program said that Greg Schiano knew what was going on and did nothing about it, which makes him complicit, which is a big no-no, and a lot of people got in trouble for this. But that's a a guy said to a guy, and the guy that got it said to, now he's telling it in court, and basically they investigated it and cleared Greg Schiano of any wrongdoing. Now think about this. The people of Pennsylvania put both the athletic director and president of Penn State in prison they were so infuriated by the negligence shown, yet looked at Greg Schiano and essentially said, nothing to see here. So if he went through this whole process of being looked at through this investigation and got cleared, how do the people of Tennessee have such a big problem with this man? The Vols, they're an absolute dumpster fire. John Gruden avoided disaster by turning down pretty much more money than he makes at ESPN right now per year. Dan Mullen turned down the job. John Gruden turned down the job. Mike Gundy turned down the job. They hired and fired Greg Schiano in a matter of hours, just simply due to the reaction on social media. Politicians got involved. People that work for the school got involved. Community members, they all had an outcry just because they thought that Greg Schiano was associated with this. So I want to ask the fellows, what do you think about the current situation with the Vols? Should anybody of coaching significance take this job? Dustin. I mean, this is just one of those situations where it's like, you know, it's just, there's just two parts of the story, you know, it's like one part is like, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't want, you know, bad people or history. And I would get that too. Certainly. And you don't, by the other part, you don't want to judge. And the other part is, you you know, you, you're Tennessee and like, really, you can't really recruit that high of level coach anyway. So where do you get on your high horse volunteers? You know, you haven't really been anything since Peyton Manning. That's really nothing either. Um, <laughs> that's true. But like, neither here nor there. It's like, you know, Tennessee's coaching job as far as a football goes, yeah, if you're in the SEC, but is it more lucrative than, let's say, the Tar Heel 
job. Maybe, of course you went there. Maybe of course not. you went there, you freaking homer. No, I homer. would definitely, I would, it would be easy to compare the two because I, that's how low the Tennessee Volunteers football program is right now, okay? Okay. And that's neither here nor there. So, you know, I don't, what I'm trying to say is I don't mind that you want to go on principles to get on your high horse. Now, I will say this. All these things have transpired before, and, you know, the Buccaneers hired this guy. They did their homework. They didn't find anything wrong. You know, the um, Buccaneers, the Buckeyes, you know, Meyer did all this research. He has them on his staff. You know, they don't leave any stone unturned. Yeah. So why would you bring – why would he be getting these jobs already – if he was someone that wasn't a, was was a bad person, now everything that I've ever heard that he's a good family man or whatever, you know, and people make mistakes, and I'm not going to even talk about that either because that's a whole other can of worms that's not really part of this conversation. Right. What I am trying to say is that Tennessee, even though you want to get on your high horse about who you bring it in, there really probably. Is I do understand why they didn't want to bring it in if there's any kind of outcry, but I don't want to see people not get second chance opportunities just because of something that they are associated with, not necessarily did, but compared to Greg Schiano versus maybe some other person, you know, that maybe let's say, for instance, the defensive coordinator of Alabama. Right. What's the difference between the defensive coordinator of the Buckeyes in Alabama? bringing in that guy, at least he knows saving schemes, you know? So what's the difference between that person? We just don't know his name. If you talk about this and the people that that's the kind of pool of guys that can potentially take this job for volunteers, then, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree moving on from Greg Schiano, you know? So just be do your homework next time, volunteers, and don't look like an asshole. Yeah, and because uh, <laughs> now because, no one wants um, that job. <laughs> because whoever is the um, the uh, sporting director there, you need to, this kind of like little faux pas shouldn't have happened. You should have already done this kind of homework. I agree. You know? So it's not on Greg Schiano. It's really unfortunate. They're going to find someone just of his caliber. It's pretty much on the athletic director at this point. Yeah, there's a lot of money on the table, so somebody's going to take that job for sure. Perez, what do you think? Hey, uh, I honestly couldn't really agree with Dustin on that. I think that... (laughs) He said, honestly, I couldn't. (laughs) John Curry, the athletic director for Tennessee, has been on the job for about nine months now. Okay. And it has been really, really bad on his part. He should have fired Butch Jones a lot sooner. The fact that you go through this debacle, it makes you look so not credible, man. So like, not you credible. Hire a dude, you hire a guy, Greg Schiano, who's and not a very good coach in the first place, in my opinion. The guy has a uh, a 500 record in college and a 300 record in the pros. Like, I don't know what you're thinking in the first place. Um, I guess because John Gruden and every other big name ever <laughs> will turn you down. But... <laughs> The dude, like, has just failed at being the athletic director so far. You're going to hire a guy. You're going to sign a memorandum or whatever you did, and a couple of kids go out and spray paint a rock and throw a mattress out there, and you're going to change your mind? Uh, Bill Polian, who I respect a lot in the football game. Me too. He said, he said the moment that you start listening to the fans and the alumni, you're going to be sitting with them. And that's exactly where John Curry is going to be in the next like year or two because the guy 
is not cut out for his job. That's some think, that's some Bill Pullian wisdom right there. Oh, it, oh, dude, he laid it down, man. The guy lays it down like Herman Edwards, and you know he he just does his thing. Uh, he's been around the block, dude. But I, I don't think Greg. I don't think that the Tennessee job is a high profile job anymore. I think the Tennessee program, uh, the football program, anyway, is kind of like you know that popular kid in high school. Um, they they peaked. They peaked, and it's just not a good program anymore, man. They peaked with Peyton. Now, you know, you make a lot of interesting points. Thomas, was it just me, or was it like, did did B-Rest, like, say he couldn't disagree with me more and then basically agree with me and just say everything I just said in a different way? (laughs) Was that just me there? No, no, I I couldn't agree with what you were saying because you were kind of a little vague in what you were saying. Like, you said Greg Schiano will get another job anywhere. I don't think Greg Sean is that. No, gonna, you know, no, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't saying that. Listen. I mean, I don't. I don't think that Tennessee. You also said Tennessee was going to get another good coach. I don't think they're going to get another good coach at this point. What I didn't say that either. Out? You kind of did. You kind of. What did. kind of coach? What kind of coach would want to go? I to said a perhaps coach? the defensive coordinator of Alabama, which which could no, be a good coach. Only, <laughs> no, the only thing, the only kind of prospect that Tennessee is going to get at this point because. What what big profile name coach is going to want to go to UTS and see in this? They're like, whoa, dude, I'm I'm not about to be a part of that. The only kind of coach they're going to get now is a first time coach. Yep, yep. And that's not a good coach. Well, they're going to get an offensive or defensive coordinator from college, maybe an assistant coach from NFL. It's the first time. But that's what I just said. I just said that. No, you said they were going to get a. You, you said that they shouldn't worry because they were going to get a new coach. No, I I said what's the difference between Greg Schiano and perhaps maybe the defensive coordinator of Alabama for example. Well, I, I imagine not I imagine much of a difference. I imagine that the defensive coordinator of Alabama is more coveted than Greg Schiano. For sure, Greg Schiano hasn't done shit. He took a <laughs> uh, he took a bad Rutgers team and made them not so as bad. Not so as bad. Well, listen, I want to my I want to get my Well, we don't know the defensive coordinator's name of Alabama and he is the defensive coordinator of Ohio State and they have a pretty good defense, so it's not like he's like Yeah, but you know, you're not even talking nobody. I don't even know why you're bringing up the defensive coordinator of Alabama. Like he probably is not going anywhere close to UT. <laughs> Listen, like, but that's my that's my whole point. I'm not saying they were trying to get going to get anybody that good. All right, let me corral y'all real quick. Let me give my perspective on this. I think Tennessee they could have gotten a good coach because they are resting on the lore days of Peyton Manning. A lot of people have come through that program, and they haven't been necessarily bad coaches. Just come up with bad outcomes. Secondly. I think <laughs> I think it's quite amazing what the power of social media can really do these days. How many fan bases can quite literally decide in a matter of hours for an organization or school that the decision that that, that school just made was wrong and you're not going to make it and no one's going to support you and we're going to throw a fit about it. And they got their way. Like, when does that happen ever? That's. That's the sign of a weak athletic director. Thomas. I'm just that's saying. I'm, that's my point. There was like, a lot of political. Uh, there's not. A, there was a lot, lot of local politicians involved too. Pool, there was a, a lot, lot of. Programs. I get that. I get that. But there was a lot of local pol- politics involved in the whole thing too. Like local politicians who basically got in the middle of this thing and they were like, "Yeah, sex, little kids. Yeah, no, we don't. No, we got to back away from this one." Shows you how corrupt Tennessee is in politics. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's probably something to be said there. Uh, Pires, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think that Greg Schiano is a very good coach. 
John Underwood. <laughs> Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood. Yeah, but he's from South Carolina, bro. Stop hating on. The, yeah, but stop uh, hating on but, the Freedom uh, State. <laughs> but that's the kind of ten, kind of stuff is going on in Tennessee. Yeah, well, and uh, also uh, House of Cards. That's a dead show now, which is a big shame. Kevin Spacey, shame on you, homie. Shame on you. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so and then Matt Lauer kicking it tonight. Uh, well, yeah, Dude, there's so many people coming at like this. Like that's so crazy. This social media, this digital age, is just like exposing it's crazy, like, the man. nerd, the it's creep, crazy. dude. Hey, they're all coming out the closet. So you know, they can't hide. I don't think. Speaking about not hiding. It looks like Ben McAdoo, he's not going to be able to hide from getting fired by the New York Giants. I don't think there's anywhere he can run now that he's benched Eli Manning. I don't see the purpose of this move. And, you know, honestly, he looks pretty fired to me. What do you, What does he look like to you, Perez? Oh, man. He, <laughs> he definitely looks fired. But I think more so than that, he, he kind of looks like the dude who's absolutely wrecked a gas station bathroom. <laughs> And chuckles at you when you're walking by into the bathroom and says, good luck. <laughs> I picture it right now. I picture it. <laughs> I mean, that's the guy, right? Yeah. No, yeah. That, can, that is Ben McAdoo. It's Ben McAdoo all the way. <laughs> Blowing up a gas station bathroom. <laughs> It'd be real happy about it. <laughs> it reminds me kind of, of Romeo Cornell. And if you could picture Romeo Cornell, does he not look like the guy that is watching an alligator eat his dog <laughs> at all times. It's like he's watching his favorite pet get eaten by a crocodile. He's just, he's sad. All right. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this next one is uh, something that I've been thinking about for a while because I just can't stand Duke. Everybody knows I can't stand Duke. Yeah, Pires, big time Carolina fan here. Uh, when, so I'm sorry, I'm from a state where Carolina means South Carolina. I mean the Tar Heels. <laughs> The only Carolina. Right. Um, I want you to put this one on the poll, Thomas. Does Grayson Allen look like the high school villain in a 1980s high school romantic comedy who would trip an underclassman walking through the cafeteria and then stand over him and says, what you going to do about that, geek? <laughs> yes, he 100% does. Or, he he or, has that very douche quality about him. <laughs> or, or is he the geek? In a 1980s high school romantic comedy, he gets tripped by an upperclassman, and then that upperclassman stands over him and says, what you going to do about that geek? <laughs> <laughs> he could be either guy, he right? Could, he really could. He, he could he, be either guy. If you throw some suspenders on Grayson Allen, I imagine he could be the second guy easily. But I don't oh, know, dude. man. I don't know. I'm pretty... I. I'm pretty confident in that his douche level is so extreme. I think he's no, the dude, first if guy. You, if you spike up his hair, he's the first guy. If you comb it down straight in the front, he's the second Maybe guy. Maybe part it in the middle. Oh, if he, if he has a middle part, he's definitely <laughs> the underclassman. <laughs> it's for sure. Grayson Allen catching some flack on T-Bosh and the fellas. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know if I've... Just like another dude player more than him. Right? Well, you know what? You're going to get to talk all about it in episode 22 because we're going ACC basketball, gentlemen. And I know y'all will be excited about that. And with that said, wham, bam, thank you, man. That's it, kids. Episode 21. Archive it. We're on a tight schedule today, gents. Please, folks, share all of our funny sports commentary with your sports friends and family on iTunes and SoundCloud. 
at T Bosch and the fellas. Give us some love. Give us some love on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with some likes, follows, and shares. P Reezy. We'll see you, buddy. Holla. It's been a pleasure. Hey, man. We'll catch you on the next one. Mr. Tub, Hot Tub. Tell them where to find you on Sunday mornings. Every Sunday morning, T-Bosh on the fellas on Facebook Live, 12-15. Even all those fantasy sleepers. It's the last day, last week of your fantasy playoffs. Everyone has to win and get in, so you're going to want to hear what I have to say. Yeah, regular season. And keep pounding. Regular fantasy sleeping, it might be 12.45. Yeah, Yeah, Dustin was a little late on the last one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, A lot of y'all are going into the fantasy playoffs, and Dustin might be able to help you out, so definitely check him out. 12.15 Sunday morning at T-Bosh and the Fellas on Facebook. I'm Thomas Bosch, host, creator of T-Bosh and the Fellas Talking Life and Sports, telling everyone out there, Y'all, please do not be like Matt Lauer, y'all. Don't be Matt like Matt Lauer. Go ahead and give each other a hug. Just don't get a little too handsy with each other, y'all. And damn it, damn it, damn it. Be nice to each other, y'all. Catch us on episode Deuce Deuce, y'all. 22, T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports. We'll see you.